Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 45. It is. And book 42. Mm-hmm. And it is <gasps> Caught. In the middle. Oh my goodness. And it's a dramatic tale. Forbidden love. Massive racism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, Sandy Bacon. Yeah. Behaving pretty badly. Very badly. (laughs) Yeah. It's not not a good book. It's not a good look for Sandy. No. (laughs) Well, she doesn't have a trademark jacket on the cover. But uh, let's kick in, as we always do, with some taglines and blurbs. So the cover tagline, by the way, this is the first time I've seen it because I we read this on the Kindle and I have just a black and white Kindle. Is love enough to keep Sandra and Manuel together? <gasps> eh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Go on. <laughs> Our back tagline is yes. quite uh, brief. It's mm. just off limits. Ooh. Mm, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, here's the, the blurb, which I'm reading for the first time. So I'll be as shocked as you are, listeners. (laughs) Sandra Bacon has finally found a boy to love. Manuel Lopez is kind, sensitive and handsome. And he cares about Sandra as much as she cares about him. But there is one problem. Sandy's parents don't approve of Manuel. Because they're massive racists. (laughs) So the couple must keep their love and their precious moments together a secret. Then eyewitnesses place Manuel at the scene of a life-threatening accident and only Sandy can clear his name. (gasps) If she tells the truth, she may lose her parents' trust and love. But if she doesn't, she will certainly lose Manuel. Forever. They love ending on a forever, don't they? Which I like. (laughs) Though this is very spoilery. Yeah. Like that incident happens really far into the book. <laughs> like I really don't think they should be giving it away. No. The verb, but whatevs. What do we know? But uh, that cover is uh, is quite a doozy. Maybe they hope we'll be distracted by the cover. Yeah, so the cover is is Sandra and Manuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his arms around her. Like again, they look like they're forty. Oh, like, they are at not least sixteen year old kids. They look like this is their like tenth wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> That they have got taken in a suburban shopping mall. Yeah, like she's literally got that feathery hair that they all have. Now, and yeah. like she's wearing a pearl necklace. And it's Ugh. just like, what age are you, girl? And the state of Manuel. <laughs> and his, he looks like what's-his-name who was in that stupid sitcom Mad About You, Paul Weiser. Oh my God, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a look one would particularly want on it for a 16-year-old boy. For his sexy Mexican boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does not look... You're sort of hoping for a young Rogelio. You'd, oh my God, the dream. <laughs> Or an old Rohelio, quite frankly. Any kind of Rohelio, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, not a middle-aged Paul Weiser. <laughs> no. That's what she's got. Well, and they're back to the generic. Uh, We're back to the just model background. background. Background, yeah, we've, we've mm. lost our 
settings, delightful the settings. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a brief flirtation for old James. It was fun while it lasted. Oh, actually, on the next one, there's a little hint oh, of one. Yes. But not much. It's still kind of past me. Mm. So, the, well, the story is, is a lot more dramatic than the, than the cover True. would suggest. It, actually, you know what? It really is. Oh, well, a lot happens yeah. in this. And uh, as usual with It's Sweet Valley Book, there's also a lot of repeating conversations, yes. basically. <laughs> a lot of recapping. <laughs> and also a lot of people basically having the same argument, like <laughs> 10 times. But as with the last book, um, this begins exactly where the other ended. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it does just pick up straight after where we left off. Yeah. So if you recall, the last one ended with Cara and Jessica on their way to cheerleading practice and sabotting Manuel and Sandy mm. canoodling in the stairwell. <laughs> My goodness. And when we when we kick off this one, they're still on their way to practice. Yeah. And Kara says that they should have known that Sandy was madly in love because she looked so amazing recently. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, she's like, it explains why Sandy's looking so different lately. So radiant. I should have guessed she was madly in love. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, ah, that heteronormative glow. <laughs> it's better than any moisturiser, ladies. And that happens. <laughs> all the time it's really weird in this book yeah. like it's it's constant they keep mentioning it it's so strange oh, it's like you don't look different when you have a boyfriend you like. really really don't it's oh anyway um, Jess frowns because she thinks that Kara she literally worries that Kara's <laughs> gone soft so weird yeah she's kind of annoyed that because Kara had sort of known that Sandy and Manuel were seeing each other it's like she hadn't even told Jessica <gasps> what okay because she's, she's lost her gossipy ways why does she care so much oh well I mean she can't help caring about other people's business and also <laughs> about wanting uh, her friends to be single which she is always obsessed with That's weirdly true. enough yeah. and she says that boyfriends make people boring <laughs> and are crap because after a while they stop giving you presents <laughs> she's only in it for the presents I'm not saying she's a gold digger but <laughs> however she's saying it herself <laughs> Uh, Kara says well, uh, which and this sounds like it's setting things up for a subplot which it actually isn't she's like oh sounds like it's time for another crazy Jessica crush yeah but then, and then there's nothing no. <laughs> like, why would you tease us like that right, yeah because I thought oh is there a crazy Jessica yeah. crush in this one but there isn't there is not so Ricky calls them over and we are reminded of all the cheerleaders and they're having a cheer competition to raise money for the Regina scholarship mm. though again I don't think this is mentioned again in the rest of the book oh yeah hmm well, <laughs> yeah. we knew that. All that fundraising. It's like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Well, well, like Lila's dad sorted it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> One bake sale and Lila's dad. Job done. A couple of cakes. And uh, Sandy still hasn't turned up. And uh, Jessica wonders what she thinks of Manuel. And then there's this reminder that Manuel is is from a different world. <laughs> And his family was from Mexico and still spoke Spanish at home. <laughs> Manuel had always hung around with the Mexican kids at school. What Mexican kids? Who? There's literally only Penny and her sister are the only other like like Latin students. And Tony Esteban. Oh, Tony Esteban. <laughs> Just them. Yeah. And I mean, for all we know, they could actually be Spanish. True, yeah. Like, it's just yeah, the Mexican kids at school. And he's like, not friends with either of them. Literally, what Mexican kids? I lads. know. Oh, well, if this book is to be believed, Sweet Valley has a thriving Mexican <laughs> community, which would make a sense. Secret thriving Mexican <laughs> community. And yeah, this like, would make sense if there'd been any hint of them. Southern California, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. But, uh, but no, they've never mentioned. <laughs> and we get a bit of a reminder, as was mentioned in the last book, about. Um, 
uh, Manuel's, uh, or sorry, Sandy's racist father. It's so funny because they really go out of their way to dance around the word racist. Yes, it's always bigot. Bigoted. And it's like more of a, they were reputed to be bigoted. It's like, just say racist and yeah. get there. Come on. <laughs> I know, it's a bit weird. I don't, I mean, maybe there's some implication that we're not getting, but I thought it was, yeah, we, I yeah. Mean, we clearly both like, thought They're it was racist weird. and that's what's happening here, but they just don't say that maybe ever they, outright. Yeah, it's, it's an odd, it's an odd writing it's choice. like a New York Times headline. <laughs> 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 Just say it, lads. <laughs> Racially, racial concern. Yeah, yeah racial tensions. Yeah, like, raci- oh, racist. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> um, racially charged. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised that's not. Uh, the racially charged comments. They were being racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, well, this is sort of spoiling, but when we get on to Sandy's mother, who's like implying there was some sort of like race riots. Oh, my God. It's crazy. The whole thing is. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, Sandy washes up, and again, we're told to Jess is surprised at how pretty she looks. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. She's like, not that she wasn't cute, but being best friends with Jeannie, one of the acclaimed beauties <laughs> of the school, because apparently there's like a ranking table. Of course there is. She was always complaining about looking just average. Oh. Jessica had been secretly inclined to agree. <laughs> Like, why am I even surprised? We're not surprised, really. But we were always still kind of taken aback, maybe, by her awfulness. (laughs) She's just such a fucking bitch. She, she really is. Oh my god, they're so shallow. Yes. And then she like grudgingly admits to herself, oh, camera was right. She does look radiant. <laughs> so after practice, uh, Jeannie asks Sandy, what's the deal with Manuel? Um, because Sandy hasn't really even told her about it yet. Yeah. And she gushes about him and how amazing he is. And Jeannie can't really understand why she hasn't met to this before like are you going out with them what's what's the story yeah like Jeannie's her best friend and even she was like are you guys just friends or is she going out like what's actually happening like here they're snogging in school <laughs> yeah. so like they have a very odd attitude to secret keeping because like the whole cheer squad clearly know about this <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway it turns out it is serious yeah and she's going to a family party it's quite, which is quite serious if mm. you've been going out with somebody for like a week and you're 16 yeah going to like your big family bash mm-hmm. um, uh, so yes he's very close to his family and he wants to introduce her and Jeannie is supportive and Sandy gets all emotional remembering how she fucked her over when she was trying to get into five beaches yeah there's a big like page long recap about that is. whole book and it's like yes lads we know it's fine <sighs> but now they're closer than ever hooray and Jean asks Sandy if she's bringing Manuel to this big barbecue that's happening this weekend with the West and the Bacon families apparently it's a thing yeah every year they get to Seca Lake and have a big family picnic and uh, Jeannie says no she's not and then asks her not to mention Manuel <gasps> to her folks uh oh Jeannie's confused until Sandy reminds her what uh, massive uh, racist <laughs> yeah she's like aren't you forgetting the way my parents feel about Mexicans I wish they weren't as bigoted <coughs> racist as they are but I've got to face facts so yeah she's just kind of saying look they're not yeah. going to be on for me dating Manuel at all so just please don't say anything yeah. she basically says they would kill me yeah and you know given the way her mother acts I think that can, that isn't even a hyperbole <laughs> and uh, Jeannie agrees to keep it a secret but she's like well I don't think see how you can hide it for long and neither do I yeah fair and Sandy thinks well well I just have to because yeah. otherwise I can't see it at all so that's it's either secrecy or nothing mm-hmm. so cut to the Casa del Wakefield uh, where Liz drags Jess in from the pool to make dinner where it turns out Jess has, was uh, dozed off by the pool <laughs> listening to Lila waffle on and while she was asleep <laughs> she had a dream 
But Lila got sick of being rich and gave Jess all her money. <laughs> I just love the little Jessica flight of fancy. Yeah. <laughs> They're always so enjoyable. And also it always involves taking something from Lila. Oh, always, yes. <laughs> and Lila doesn't even get the concept of making dinner because we're riches. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, because Lila's like, oh, make dinner. What are you talking about? And Jess is like, that's what normal people do who don't yeah. have like chefs. Mm-hmm. And of course, Liz ends up helping because Jess just stands there looking around going, ah, what do I do? <laughs> And uh, we get the twin description quite late. And Lila reminds them it's her birthday on Saturday week and she hints that maybe someone might throw a party because she's always throwing them for other people. And <laughs> I know we hate Jessica, but she is quite... I mean, this is really mean. But it also, is really mean. It's quite funny. It is. Just yeah, because like, Jessica's like, uh, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> she's playing it very cool. But yeah, poor Lila. She's basically asking for a surprise party. And yeah. it's like, Lila, that's not how it works. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I love you, but that's not it. But also, she is completely right when she says that she has thrown loads of parties for everybody. She's constantly throwing parties. Like, yeah. Once a week. It's very fair, actually, because, yeah, she's always going every week to put on parties yeah. for people. Um, <laughs> for the drop of a hat, like, no good reason. Let's have a party. <laughs> With an ice sculpture. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and a band. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but yeah, to no avail because when she says it'd be nice to have a party, just like, oh yeah, yeah, of course it would be. Huh? And Lila is really pissed off and she just stomps out. <laughs> and she, Liz chastises Jess who points out, look, well, you you hate Lila. Why, what do you get? <laughs> and Liz's like, yeah, okay, I do. But she does ho- ho- throw parties all the time for us. And Jess reveals her plan. Yeah, so she's actually she is actually planning a surprise party for is. Lila, but it's for like the day after her birthday. So it actually will be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so a surprise, surprise party. Yes. <laughs> and Liz is, uh, or Jess says, she's going to tell everybody to act like they don't care about Lila's actual birthday. And Liz is like, well, that won't be a problem for me. <laughs> I think, okay, but he's not going to come, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she, know, she trusts Jess to pull it off because, quote, there's nothing Jessica loved better than a scheme. Very true. true. Yep. Yep. So Manuel and Sandy are saying goodbye and he bids her farewell in his slightly accented voice. Ooh. And um, there's this slightly dodgy bit where it's describing him because it's told we're we're told that he acted years older and even looked slightly older, which is kind of feeds into that dodgy stereotype Ooh. that's like you know, the kids from, you know, children of colour are like, don't sort of get to be children. Don't that get they're to be kids. viewed as oh adults God, when yeah, they're much so younger. Right. And it's like used as an excuse by the police to like shoot them. Shoot them. Yeah. Um, so it's like, of course, he's like, a, he's practically a grown up. Oh, no, That's you're right. That's leaves weird. A, leaves a sour taste. Yeah. And um, there's loads about how great he is and how he, he coaches kids at the elementary schools and he helps look after his five younger siblings because, of course, he has a giant family. <laughs> You know, Catholics. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have three siblings. That's quite a lot. But not really. Yeah, no, I only have one brother, so we were kinda, we were outliers. <laughs> well, in fairness, like, even, you know, all my, me and my siblings were all born before contraception was, like, legally easily available, because that was 1979, and when my youngest sister was born. And even then, like, I have a lot of friends who just have two, one, one sibling. Yeah. Or, you know, like, at, most of my friends actually don't mm. have, have one or two. So, um Yes, I've always quite kind of resented this, this stereotype. <laughs> and but I guess if you look at our parents' generations, like that's all huge families. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. 
Um, my mother's one of six. Yeah. My dad's one of two, though. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's always always the outliers, but Manuel is living up to that big Catholic family That's stereotype. Right. <laughs> six of them. And uh, uh, Sandy bids him farewell as he goes off to to look after his, his little brothers and sister. And we're told, I think quite ironically, she lives in a Spanish-style uh, house. Yes, I wrote that down as well. I was like, oh, they live in a Spanish-style house, all right. <laughs> 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 These racist fuckers. Anyone should speak of it. I know, yeah. Just don't speak any Spanish in our <laughs> Spanish style house, okay? <laughs> so we're told that Sandy's older brothers have moved out and um, she feels kind of a bit claustrophobic because she's the only one left and her parents mm. are focusing on her quite a lot. Yeah. And her mother wants to chat. And Sandy feels a bit awkward because she has something to hide. Yeah, because usually her and her mother are very close and she'd tell her all about her day normally, but now that she has something to hide, she's kind of like, uh. How do I navigate this? Well, she tries to sort of breach a uh, breach the 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 gap between them because <laughs> she she shows her an ad for the Mexican festival that the <laughs> massive Sweet Valley Mexican community are throwing. Where are they? Like literally, where has this thriving Latinx community been this whole time? It's like staying the fuck away from the Wakefields. Clearly, good point. <laughs> <laughs> So she thinks it's it sounds great, but Mrs. Bacon doesn't. Oh man! And by the way, we should really have given a trigger warning for the constant stream of bigoted views. Yeah, it's bad because she goes into uh, you know gird yourself, listeners, because she starts going on about remember what happened when there was a festival in uh, Los Perros when those riots broke out, and she's like, oh, it may sound terrible, yeah, it does, but I wish they'd cancel this Sweet Valley Festival because. Uh, because she doesn't like the idea. And uh, in fairness to Sandy, she yeah. completely challenges her mother's views. Um, she's like, what could possibly go wrong? You just think Mexicans are hot-tempered, that they start riots, she added, horrified by her mother's unconcealed prejudice. And her mother's like, oh, I don't know. I just know what I've seen. Oh, it's re- yeah, it's total bullshit as well. And it's so weird that Mrs. Bacon is like, you know, I grew up in a neighbourhood where there was racial tensions all the time. Racial like, violence. Racial violence. So what? your solution to that is to cause more racial tension yeah. where you are now by being a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, what's the story? I know. You would think that maybe that would have taught her to sort of... To, to not be racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, guess maybe what? Maybe racial tension isn't a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, she's, um, she's, she's just stating her racist beliefs and Sandy's face burns with anger and she's like well cancelling the festival doesn't sound the answer to me the Mexicans in Sweet Valley should be proud of their heritage yeah. and this festival sounds great and then she's like oh Sandy's mother is oh well I think it's great that you're so open minded you clearly don't Yeah. but basically you'll grow up oh she's so patronising awful yeah um, and she keeps saying how different Mexican people are they want to remind themselves of all the customs they have that keep them separate from the rest of uh, us like, and well, they fucking should. Yeah. She's like, they're foreigners, not Americans. Yes. Which, and, oh, just. I know, it's blah. vile. It's, it's vile. So and Sandy says, they are Americans. And B- Mrs. Bacon is like, oh, you learn. But like, it, yeah, it just fucking riles me up when yeah. white Americans say shit like that. It's like, where I the know. fuck do you think you came from? I know. Like, literally, you're an immigrant. I know. Unless you're like, <laughs> you know, indigenous, yeah. indigenous population. Unless you're native, shut the fuck up. I know. <laughs> they're not Americans. Somehow we are. Yeah. The, Native like, bacon family, <laughs> yeah. Are, you know, go back far enough, and you're all fucking immigrants. I know. Shut up about it. <laughs> I mean, 
it's 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 incoherent as well as horrible though it's not like any prejudices need to be coherent well um, true yeah so but yes it's it's a it's a particularly it's like Irish people giving out about yeah. immigrants and fairness yeah it's like Jesus we're, we're saying, everywhere we populated <laughs> half the world yeah <laughs> um, but no there's no there's no self-awareness with the Bacons mm. and uh, at dinner Mr. B says he's found a nice young man for you <laughs> to go to the dance with at the country club it's like fuck's sake what what year is this? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, what? He's a guy from the country club who plays golf. It's like, yeah. ah, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a bit later where Sandy like is picturing the. Uh, uh, I think this is now actually. She pictures the ideal country club guy. And now he's going to be blonde and blue eyed. That's right. All she had to do was close her eyes, and she could picture Carl Pierce. He probably had blonde hair and blue eyes, and looked exactly like every other guy at the club. <laughs> and like, yeah, accurate. <laughs> Um, so she feels queasy as do we all mm. and she makes her excuses and leaves the, the table yeah um, so she's she's very troubled as well she might be meanwhile Jess rings Cara to tell her about her party plan Amy loves it of course she does of course she does any chance to be a bitch <laughs> Amy still suffering no after effects of the regime whatsoever has no shame no or guilt though we're not really told or what's the deal with her and Bruce at the moment no mm. actually you're right. He's not mentioned in this no. one. He does turn up in the next one, but uh, not this. And Kara, because she's gone soft, thinks this <laughs> sounds mean. She's like, oh, I don't know. She's not really on board until, <laughs> Je- until Jessica gets her around by saying, um, uh, talking about Lila, she's like, the one Jessica added gathering steam. Who ah. told you she thought your spring wardrobe was two years out of date? <gasps> and Kara's like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So Jess is delighted. She's so like, oh, she can't wait to see Lila's miserable face. Oh, God. Crushed to the Casa del Manuel. <gasps> Literally. Ooh. Actually... <laughs> We've got to get the Castle Wakefield. This is actually at least uh, linguistically appropriate. True. So uh, it's, it's very cute. Um, his jolly siblings all playing with It's Sandy. all very, yeah, like raucous and cheerful and colourful. It's and also lovely. very yeah. stereotypical as well. Very much it's like so. the cheerful, cluttered sitting room. Yeah. It's so much more casual than Sandy's house. Or the telly's on. It's noisy. It's crazy. Whereas everything is very clean and ordered and xenophobic in Sandy's yes. house. Sounds like mine parental abode though the bacon's probably don't like Irish people <laughs> probably not I think we're all raucous and drunken and staggering potatoes ah, potatoes oh, sure and we are um, so uh, Mrs Lopez gets home and she is delightful she invites Sandy to stay for tortillas yeah she's lovely and uh, Sandy feels guilty guilty imagining what a massive cunt her mother would be to Manuel <laughs> If he turned up at their house. Um, so she says, obviously, she has to ring her, her mother to, to say that she's staying out. But she goes into another room to use the phone and she tells her she's at Jean's. Oh, yeah. Well, over here. Over here. And he's really upset, which is very understandable. He's like, yeah. why are you lying about where you were? Like, are you ashamed of me? And she starts to tell him, like, oh, they're very old fashioned and narrow minded. Stay and- racist. <laughs> <laughs> and she he realizes he thought that. Um, that there was, you know, she just hadn't introduced uh, him to them. Yeah. Just because it hadn't the opportunity hadn't risen. But now she realises that it's actually a a sort of, it, it's it's a conscious decision. It's a bigger issue than what he would have thought before, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And there's quite a good bit where she's like, uh, like, like she feels really ashamed. Mm. Like she actually says it's horrible and disgusting. Yeah. What her parents are. 
Um, so she's not sugarcoating it in that sense. But she starts to sort of make it, well, not sort of, definitely make excuses for them. She says, they can't help it. They don't mean to be like they are. I mean, basically, they're good people. And there's quite a good bit where Manuel goes, sure, Manuel said, his voice bitter. I know, all my life I've met people like that. Basically good mm. people. Who think just because my last name is Lopez and my skin is brown instead of white, I'm not worth bothering with. So they actually do call out the whole like, oh, I'm a good person. They yeah. don't really, you can't really be racist. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, because then he later on says, I guess in a community like this, when you get used to prejudice and yes. it's like, ooh, here's some Sweet Valley gossip. I know. <laughs> We're not quite the perfect white town we pretend to be. Yeah, you learn to live with it. Yeah. Oh, man, well, no, shouldn't have to. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually, this is a rare moment Mm. of a um, bit of reality yeah. kind of isn't it <laughs> of the you know Aryan nation yeah of Sweet a different Valley. perspective on the whiteness mm. of Sweet Valley <laughs> um, but uh, not that not that anyone the, the system is fundamentally going to be changed mm. in this book so when Sandy is home Mr. Mrs. Bacon reminds her of the barbecue at the weekend and she realises she's going to have to warn Sandy realises she's going to have to warn Jeannie and we're reminded that everything's very quiet and calm in the wasp house. Not that, like those <laughs> vibrant Mexicans. Like it's very <laughs> dodge. With I all wish their that, music and their tortillas. <laughs> I know. I wish that they just gone round to Man Wells' house. Not that they're you know somebody from a rowdy stereotypical <laughs> Irish family myself. I wish they'd gone round and it was all like you know very calm and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this just gives, seems to give them an excuse to bust out a few stereotypes. Yeah. Um, so Sandy tentatively asks what Mrs. Bacon would think that if instead of Carl at the country club, she went out with a Mexican boy. Mm. But it does not go down well. Oh, Mrs. Bacon is just like, good heavens, I hope this is hypothetical. And she's like, we don't want you going out with just anybody. Ugh. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And Sandy tries to uh, to push it, and Mrs. Bacon is just is all like, they're just different. It took me a while to figure it out. And she's all sort of sad, like this is meant to yeah. be poignant that her sort of racist coming of age is like a <laughs> sort of, you know, I went through a lot to figure out my biggest. Yeah, views. she's like, oh, you'll be hurt in the long run, and it's like, what are you talking Ugh. about? Like, so Sandy just can't. Handle it, yeah. and she goes upstairs. She's really disappointed in her mother as well, yeah. like, and and hates feeling that way as well because yeah. they usually would be so close. And now she's like, turns out my mum is kind of a bitch. Yeah. Well, which is real. I guess it's realistic depiction of what yeah. it'd be like to be massively disappointed yeah. by your parents. It would be very upsetting. So, uh, though not as upsetting as the victims of well, <laughs> yeah, <Mrs>. in <laughs> perspective, I guess. Um, but uh, she, so she rings Jeannie and asks her to, to cover for her at the barbecue. And Jeannie's like, okay, yeah, but look, I heard a rumor. Well, not I heard a rumor. I heard a fact that there's going to be a thing in eyes and ears <laughs> about, about Sandy and Manuel. As the hot new couple, yeah. Got to get a Wakefield into the story somewhere. Yeah, crew wear her in wherever you can. Yep. So Sandy realises she has to find Liz. Yeah, because apparently her mother sometimes reads the student paper. So there's a danger she might see it. Hmm. So next day, that's just what she does. <laughs> and even Liz thinks how much better Sandy oh, looks. It's such, it's so stupid. She's like, hi, Sandy. She looked at the girl with admiration, thinking how much prettier and more animated Sandra seemed since she, since she and Manuel had gotten together. Like, someone shove her into a fucking locker, please. <laughs> this is so silly. Oh, my God. They keep banging on about it. Like, it's, it's so, so appeal- weird. Like, like when, she was so ugly before she had a boyfriend. But now, and if you kids, if you want to look good, oh you better, you better not be single. You look like a miserable old boot. The best way to radiance yes. is having a boyfriend. Um. So Sandy asks Liz not to mention the 
their romance and yeah. Liz is all like oh it's not mean or anything she makes such a big deal out of it it's also like that's your that would be your only objection to having your private life splashed all over this stupid newspaper is just like well we don't say anything nasty about you it's like yeah I she, don't she doesn't want, want it in it yeah because Elizabeth is like oh it's already in page proofs and I don't like to make major changes at this point is it really that important it's like she's clearly upset take yeah. the fucking line out it's, it's not a gossip like, column yeah it's it's a fucking trashy gossip column in a student paper it's like the pentagon paper just like, take it out <laughs> so Your journalistic integrity will be intact like fuck <laughs> off so eventually Sandy reveals the truth and she tells this how she's incredibly ashamed of her parents yeah but she loves them. And uh, Liz suggests uh, maybe they'd be less racist if they met Manuel. Because <laughs> prejudice comes from ignorance. It's like, well, maybe, but like, how much are you going to put Manuel through? Yeah. As a teaching Why should he have to go through that as, as well? As a teaching then? age. Yeah. Um, so Sandy knows if they met Manuel, they would be dicks, which is almost certainly true. Yeah, it is quite the pickle she's in, in fairness. Yeah, no, it is. Like, yeah, how do you handle that? So, you know, because she can't expose him to yeah. that. So she's actually, you know, mm. it, it is a genuinely difficult situation. And um, Liz says that her parents are wrong, but, you know, Manuel is being, you're, is, is being hurt by this secrecy. Yeah, yeah and in the long run, like, the, this can't Go, go on, on basically especially in Sweet Valley where it was a massive gossip so like, <laughs> everyone knows everybody's business <laughs> yeah. even Maria and Michael remember them oh my god keep their secret romance that's right it's like your parents will end up in a queue in the cinema and then yeah. it's all gonna come out <laughs> the, the, the inherited role of town gossip <laughs> <laughs> yeah the baton will be passed <laughs> Caroline, Caroline Pierce's, Pierce's mother <laughs> <laughs> she'll be on the case don't you worry <laughs> share the news at the PTA yeah. so um and she says, and I think this actually kind of struck a chord because of part of the messaging when in the referendum last year. She says, look, you want your parents to change. You've got to believe they can change. Yeah. But they'll only change if you have a difficult conversation with them. Mm. And that's kind of, Ooh. you know. <laughs> oh, God, what, memories. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, you know, you you have to, it's it's the job of Sadie as like an an, an, an ally of yeah. Manuel's community yeah. to, to be in that awkward position. That awkward yeah. position. And if you want your parents to change, you can't just put your fingers in your ears. You yeah. have to have those awkward conversations and they will be awkward, mm-hmm. but they have to be done. Um. And Sandy admits that, you know, she knows it's basically true. But what if her parents just out and out demand that she give him up? Like, what will, yeah. she, what will she do? Then she'll be still sneaking. So Liz is like, yeah, OK, I guess you are caught in the middle. Ooh. <laughs> as the title says. <laughs> so uh, at lunch, Lila brags about her dad bringing her some gifts for Rome. And then she basically asks about, OK, look, what are you planning for her birthday? Because I think this is when she says that my dad's going to bring me out for dinner on Saturday, but I just want to check because yeah. I know you're planning something. That's it, because she doesn't really want to make plans with her dad if there's meant to be a party for her. And she's like, so, you know, should I go on this dinner? <laughs> and Jessica just changes the subject. Oh, she's so mean. She's like, oh, have you got tickets to this gig of a British rock band? Yeah, oh, nice. Jessica pretends that like three of them without Lila are going to this gig instead mm. the day of her birthday. The big it's stadium. So mean. And Lila's like, oh, stop pretending, you guys. Uh, no, stop pretending you don't care about my birthday. And they're all like, what do you mean pretending? <laughs> and Jess is like, nobody thinks about birthdays anymore. They're so babyish. Oh, God. They're totally uncool. Yeah. And Lila's really miserable. Aww. And Jessica almost feels guilty, but not much, because she's physically incapable of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Amy brings up the country club dance and demands if Sandy, who was there for some reason, <laughs> is going with Manuel. And Sandy is awkward. 
Um, and she says the club is like, oh, it's all stuffy. I don't really want to go. Mm. And Amy makes a snide remark. was like, oh, I bet she means it's too stuffy for Manuel Lopez. But also like, would they even let him in the door? Probably not. You know? <laughs> I would, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeannie is like, well, fuck off, Amy. Yeah. And runs after Sandy. And that night... Sandy waits in the rain. Rain in Sweet Valley? <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Poor Cara must be really upset. <laughs> she won't be able to leave the house. She's housebound. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sandy's having to wait out in the rain because she's meeting Manuel, but he can't pick her up at her house. So mm. she's having to like wait on the corner and he hates all this because he's quite, in fairness to Manuel, he's lovely like and yeah, he's like, no, I hate you sneaking around. I want to be able to pick you up at your house, you know, like a proper boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, that's all and, very fair. And... Uh, She's he and she he does acknowledge like he doesn't shy away from it. She said, "But what? So you, I guess what you mean is, you know, your parents have a no Mexicans room in their house, yeah, and they won't let me in." And Sandy is like, "Kind of, yeah." Yes. <laughs> so we don't get to see Manuel's extended family, um, because we cut then to the uh, the day later, I guess, when it's the West Bacon Barbecue. Oh yes, out at the lake. Yeah, so it's Saturday afternoon, and they're mm. having their big joint family barbecue. And the rain has clearly stopped and it's kind of awkward because Sandy keeps having to tell lies about all the, you know. Yeah, because when the two mothers are together, I suppose as far as Sandy's mother is concerned, she's been over at the West House loads. Yeah, but of course and she doing hasn't. extra cheerleading practice. So Sandy has to keep kind of jumping in and like deflecting conversations mm. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's a tangled web. It's stressful, yeah. And Jeannie then says, look, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Like you're, I'm just constantly having to lie for you, and you need to tell your parents. She does, and we're told that Manuel's family were so nice and welcoming. Like it's just not fair. Yeah. So at home, she takes a deep breath. She goes to tell her mother. But like she has the exact same conversation with her mother again. Yeah. Like her mother's out gardening. What's she doing? Like, trimming her azalea bushes. Mm. And uh, Sandy comes to her with the exact same hypothetical situation. She's like, so what if I hypothetically was seeing a Mexican-American boy? And her mother is like typically terrible. Mm, of um, course. Reacts horribly. But she actually says something like how after the last time she said that, she couldn't sleep. She was like, she oh was... Oh my God, yeah. So bad. As my, my notes just have a giant ugh. <laughs> just that, yeah, she said she was so upset she couldn't sleep. Yeah, like what the fuck? And Sandy hates herself for telling the truth. Or sorry, not telling the truth. Yeah. But she doesn't. Because every time she tries to broach this subject, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I got so upset I couldn't sleep. If that really happened, I don't know what I'd do. So Ugh. Sandy hears all this and she's just like, oh, fuck it. I just can't do this. Like... Uh, I know it's, it's, it's really bad but also like from a parenting point of view not that I am one but like if your daughter comes to you twice with the same hypothetical situation yeah. about seeing a Mexican-American boy it's like maybe she's trying to tell you something she's here. so clueless she's so ridiculously clueless oh. and you would think because of her bigoted ways that she'd be sort of hyper on the alert you think a possibility yeah but anyway, no I hope her Azealia bushes die <laughs> <laughs> it's the least she deserves. <laughs> so do I. Um, so later, Sandy meets Manuel and admits she didn't come clean and he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's very frustrated, yeah. which is understandable. Because like, he's got enough to deal with being, you know, the victim of general sweet body prejudice, which we can only <laughs> exactly. imagine. Yeah. And he can't have this sticking around and feeling mm. like his, you know. Yeah, he feels, yeah, it's, it's really shitty. It's a shitty position to put him in. He feels like she's ashamed of him. Yeah. 
and he says he can't put it up with it up with it forever. Mm-hmm. And she suggests that they go out on their family on her family's motorboat on Seca Lake. Oh, it's Sandy's boat. Her parents gave it to her oh, for yeah. her birthday last year, as you do. <laughs> oh, they got the, the, the they've got their riches as oh, yes. well as their Spanish style house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, I'd love to take. This is a bit weird. I, I was confused with this. He's like, yes, I'd, I wanted to take you out on it, but it's like it's her boat. It's her she, boat. She, she steers it. So. That is weird, actually, the way he puts that. It's like I want to take you out on your boat. That and you know how to sail. Dating way. Yeah. I remember, Justin. He must assert his dominance. <laughs> yeah. Justin wanted to go out with somebody who didn't have a car because she'd have to pick him up. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he 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 loves the idea, and he, but again says, look, you got to tell your parents. Uh, and she's like, okay, sure. Um, yeah, because when she says that she's going to take him out on the boat, he kind of takes that to mean she's going to tell her parents and then take him out on the boat because she wouldn't yes. be out alone. So she'll have to tell them who she's who with. she's going with. Yeah, because yeah. they wouldn't let her out. Uh, fair enough, on a boat on her own. So Jessica is plotting her Lila scheme, mm-hmm. and again, Amy is a hundred percent into it. Kara does not, <laughs> and neither does Jeannie, who again is just there for, for why? Just why? No, no good reason. Who knows? <laughs> and we're reminded very briefly of the uh, of the Jessica of the Elizabeth and Amy scandal because we're told that you know or not uh, the Regina scandal because we're told that Elizabeth and Amy were barely polite to each other now yeah which is not what the last book suggested at all I mean it's much more convincing yeah but yeah it's I it's been a bit of a lack of continuity. Maybe mm. this ghostwriter was just like, fuck this, that fit in the last book. Yeah, yeah, she should take some heat for fuck's sake. <laughs> Liz should not be having moments of understanding mm. with her. And uh, Lila uh, is, is all subdued. And again, she's like talking about going out for dinner with her dad. And is there any plan at all? And she actually says, look, okay, I get it. You've got a surprise plan for me. And they're like, nope. Yeah, they're like, nope, we're going to a gig. Oh, is it your birthday? Oh yeah, we forgot about it. <laughs> Lila's really upset that they're actually going to a thing as well on her birthday and haven't even invited her, which yeah, is which fair, because yeah, that's really mean. That is actively mean, yeah. regardless of parties and whatnot. So Lila storms off, reminding her, uh, quite rightly, how many parties she's, she's thrown for all of those ungrateful wedges. <laughs> and Kara feels guilty, and even Jess is like, shit, have we gone too far? But then consoles herself. She, yeah, Jessica doesn't really feel guilty though, I suppose, because no, she never. she knows there is actually a party in the works for her. So she's like, oh, you know, she'll just be even more surprised when she gets her party. So And in fairness, she's planning something quite special <laughs> because <laughs> this is so amazing. <laughs> that day, Liz arrives home with Enid to find Kara and Jess making, quote, a trade union banner. Amazing. <laughs> Celebrating the different aspects of Lila's life, which is fucking incredible. But how the hell does Jess know what a traditional trade union banner is? <laughs> what is, is. A load of like. Does Sweet Valley even have trade unions? Oh, God, no. I'm sure they're bad. Workers' rights, anybody? <laughs> there is not a union in Fowler. <laughs> the Fowler. Canning or no, the, the Patman the, Canning Factory. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be an amazing book. A subplot where the canners go on strike. Oh, well, I mean, Jess is one of nature's scabs, so oh, she'd be in God. there taking advantage. Well, yeah, this banner sounds phenomenal. Oh, like, it is yeah. so cool. Loads of panels in it, all like representing Lila going shopping, Lila yeah. giving parties. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. This is, the, yeah, the, this is, the next is Lila giving parties. This is supposed to be Fowler Crest. Oh, God. And it's massive. Oh, it's it's amazing. I think this is one of my favourite things that has ever happened <laughs> in the books that they have a trade union. A giant trade union banner. I love traditional banner. trade union banners. They're so cool. Oh, that's a nice design. Yeah. yeah it's tasty. So um, this is one of the finest moments. I have to say, <laughs> finest moment in this book. Love it. 
And Edith and Liz go off and Edith has a letter from her grandma. Ugh. Turns out that Edith's been worried about her since grandpa died a few months ago, fair enough. And Edith wants, wants to suggest that she moves in with her and her mother. Yeah, because her grandmother lives in Chicago. So now that she's all on her own in the house, she's like, she must be lonely. She should mm. live with us. And Jess, who's ear wigging away, asks, well, where are you going to put her? Because her, their house is very big. <laughs> and Edith is like, ah, oh, now we'll find room. Yeah. Would you though? Because uh, they don't really... Yeah, they don't really have any room. <laughs> well, Liz thinks it's a great idea and Edith is really excited. It's like, I'm going to suggest this to my mum tonight. Mm. And she does. So Sandy finds Jeannie, who says, like, this is another of these identical conversations. Yeah. Again, Jeannie's like, tell Very your parents. yeah. No, I'm too scared. Yeah. I won't cover for you anymore. Oh, it's really awkward. Whatever. Like, this is the last time. No, it's not. <laughs> and the one thing that is of relevance in this scene is that Sandy needs Jeannie to be like her cover for the boat trip. Oh, yes. So she could be a, like a fifth wheel. Out on the lake, yeah. yeah. But Jeannie has plans with her boyfriend and also sees through her Straight immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, I'm not covering for you again. And also I have plans. Yeah. <laughs> Who could possibly help? Yeah. Cut to the hourglass office. <laughs> Uh, so yeah Sandy turns up and asks Liz to the lake and Liz is like is this like a date would that not be in the way oh my god but it's so funny because Sandy's like uh, oh no Manuel would love to get to know you better so it's like yeah okay that checks out why wouldn't he I'm amazing <laughs> she's just like yeah this Sounds totally makes legit. sense yeah. <laughs> and it's a really nice day Liz would as you know has ever been out in a motorboat in the boat in the lake so she's like oh okay fair enough of course Manuel is not happy because not least because he realises exactly what she's doing she <laughs> Clearly hasn't told her parents. She's using Liz for cover again, yeah. And now she can tell him that, uh, or she can tell her parents, oh, I was on the lake with Liz, it won't be a lie. And then this is, she's pretty shitty here because she's like, oh, I just hate you. I hate it when you get mad at me. It just cuts me to pieces inside. Mm. Like she's the real victim. Yeah, you're not the victim here. I don't like that. Like she is, I mean, she does something way worse later on. But that is a really nasty moment because it's sort of making him She's manipulating him, yeah. And he's not by being all crying. Like he's the victim here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cuts me up inside really. Fuck off. Um, so he softens of course and tells her look I, d- I don't mind waiting a bit longer fair enough so they call in to the Wakefields to get Liz's swimsuit and Alice is all charm turns out she's like done some work in Manuel's neighbourhood so they're sort of yeah. making chit chat and, and it's very like see she's not a racist yes, <laughs> so Manuel be... I think Manuel does start to think about how amazing Alice is and it's like mm. oh I bet it wouldn't be like this if I met Sandy's mother yeah which is very true yeah um, and uh, Sandy wishes her mom was like Alice who doesn't <laughs> she's the gold standard <laughs> <laughs> she looks just like the twin sisters <laughs> so they head to the water or uh, set out on the water in solar mm. and for some reason Liz is the only one who puts on a life jacket yeah that's a bit strange actually mm, isn't it contrived and Sandy's all confident as she drives out. Yeah, like she lake. she obviously like knows how to sail her boat. Um, but Manuel used to work on the lake or something the summer before, so he's he's good at boat stuff too, yeah. I guess. So yeah. Liz is feeling a bit Liz actually says in a jokey way, like, yeah. Oh, I feel I knew it'd be a third wheel. Yeah. And Manuel oh, is like it really should be a fifth wheel. Third wheel is a tricycle, works perfectly well. <laughs> Oh, you had that locked and loaded. <laughs> I did. This is not your first time correcting someone on that. Well, mentally correcting somebody. I don't think I corrected the inverse. That's yeah. such a good point, though. <laughs> like a baby needs a three-third wheel. Tricycles are perfectly useful. Yeah. Fifth wheel, unnecessary. Third wheel, okay, very, very functional. Very fair, I stand correct. For lots of people, She's including babies. Um, the cutest of all tricyclers. 
but of course, when she says that, Manuel realizes what, well, like, because. You know, this wasn't your idea because Sandy had sold it to him. It's like Liz, really, really, really wants oh, to go. Oh yeah, as in like that it slipped out and she had to invite Liz, or it was going to yeah. be awkward if she didn't. Kind of yeah. yes. Um, but Manuel can't bring it up because then the engine starts acting up, Uh-oh. and then oh god, tell us what happens. Please. Look, it explodes. <laughs> It's like this is smoking out of the engine and Sandy, because she's like good at boats, gets the toolkit and starts, I don't know, dicking around with the engine. And Not very well, apparently. An explosion! And they throw, well, Manuel and Liz are thrown into the water. Yes, and there's no sign of Sandy. The boat's on fire. <gasps> and Manuel sees her unconscious on what's left of it. Look, the uh, scene from the end of Jaws. Oh my God. And he saves her, drags her off. <laughs> and then the boat explodes again! <laughs> An even bigger one. Second explosion. Because <laughs> this time there's like gas tanks or something in underneath the seat. So it explodes. Twice. And there's like five. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilariously dramatic. What is not enough. Oh God, get that second explosion in. So oh. good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they put Liz's life jacket on her and bring Manuel brings her into shore. He tows an unconscious Sandy into shore. Yeah. And Elizabeth swims ahead of him. Yeah. And it's like a quarter of a mile. Yeah. It's far. I wouldn't be able to swim that much. And lifeguards approach, but uh, Sandy starts waking up and she's like, oh, but well, you have to let Liz, so awful. You have to let Liz take credit for rescuing. Oh, it's so bad. And he's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, Liz is just like, no, I'm not taking credit for this. I didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, and what the hell? Because I suppose there was people on the shore who saw what happened. So they've called for help. So there should yeah, be Yeah, so there's people coming. sort of, yeah. they can see people approaching. Yeah. And, um, Sandy's like no no you've got to basically makes them agree and Manuel is very unhappy but he leaves as Sandy is taken into the oh, boat house Manuel he's crushed like as well so he bad. might be yeah. he's literally saved her life and she's like get out of here ashamed of him yeah and then she repeats her life to the authorities and a journalist and Liz is so horrified and a witness actually says but I saw a boy with dark curly hair mm. in the, you know in the yeah, water yeah yeah um, but she's like nope Nothing. You us. were mistaken. It was just the two of us. Yeah. And Liz, it's a really awful position for Liz. Yeah. I actually do feel sorry for her. Yeah. Because like, what could she do? But there is a bit where um, <laughs> when the reporter is kind of like badgering her for details, Elizabeth is like, do you really have to write about this? I, I don't really feel comfortable about it. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. that's interesting. It's not interesting that you don't feel boots. comfortable about something in the paper. <laughs> and the boots on the other foot. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> And has she learned a lesson? Of course not. <laughs> so it's the next day and Liz is still really miserable. Like the head of the PTA is bringing her up and yeah, like, honoring like her. Like it is quite a horrible position to be in that she's having to like cover this weird thing and, and take, take credit. credit. And yeah. it's like, oh, this feels really wrong. Mm. And uh, Jess literally says, I'd milk this thing for all it's worth <laughs> if I were you. Straight up like, I love it. <laughs> no shame. Um, so Liz rings Sandy, but Sandy can't come to the phone. And of course, Mrs. Bacon wants to honour her. And somehow while talking to her, Liz realises how Mrs. Bacon sort of over-identifies with her daughter and assumes they have to like the same things and have the same racist views, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I don't know how she gets all that from a phone no. call. It's really nothing is said that implies this. But yeah. anyway, somehow Liz realises that Sandy needs to break away from her clingy racist parents. <laughs> and by the time she gets to uh, gets to to Sandy after school, she's a wreck. Yeah, she, she's fucking stressed to bits because everyone at school is just like, 
getting her to tell the story and telling her what a hero she is and she's just like oh for fuck's sake yeah she's not happy and then Mrs Bacon presents her with like a golden bracelet yes, or something yes from Stowe's the nicest jewellery store in Sweet Valley mm, never heard of that before but it must be fancy because it's got a proper name oh true it's not mm. just called like the bracelet it's shop not the jewellery shop <laughs> So uh, when she gets finally gets up to Sandy's room, she tells Sandy that Manuel wasn't even in school that day. Yeah. Like, what what's happening? And it's like, look, you have to tell the truth. Yeah. Surely Manuel saving your life would make your parents like him. Yeah, you would think. And Sandy's <laughs> like, you don't realize how racist they are. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's really bad. <laughs> so she asks her to go. She asks Liz to go to Manuel's house and apologize. Yeah. And even though she didn't deserve this, Liz agrees. Yeah. I guess for Manuel's sake. True. Just to check up on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be doing it for Manuel more so than for Sandy. Mm. And uh, she goes there. It turns out Manuel bunked off school that day. Yeah, he's he just, just so miserable. Couldn't cope. And she says, "Look, this is." Liz says to him, "Look, this is fucked up. I know this is fucked up." Yeah. And even Liz is surprised because when he accepts Sandy's apology, yeah, he kind of defends her to Liz, and she's like, noble. "Shit, okay." You say so. Mm. And uh, Liz wonders how long this can last. It just seems too tense. Yeah, it's it's it is untenable. Mm. And but then uh, turns out that he uh, Manuel realizes this because when Sandy goes back to school, I guess a day or two later, yeah, Manuel says that after Liz left, he realized he can't. Uh, this is it. Yeah, he can't trust. He can't go on like this. Yeah, her parents. He knows she's not going to tell. Yeah, if it's come to this and she still won't tell them, it's like, well, look, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically an ultimation. He deserves better. This is this is the end. Yeah. Later, oh, this starts getting so awful. Mm. Later, he's volunteering at the um, elementary school. Yeah, he coaches like the track team or something, I think. Yeah, for some little kids. Yeah. That's how nice he is. He's such a nice dude. He really is. And uh, the cops show up. Mm. And it turns out witnesses. Yes, witnesses uh, saw him at like, you know, hanging around by the boat before the accident at the lake. Yes. So he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, rightly so, uh, because they take him into... Oh yeah, he says that he's a friend of Sandy's. Yes. And they're like, oh, well, we'll see about that. She yeah. said, like, oh, I just helped her launch the boat. But uh, they take him down the station. Mm. So he knows, okay, he's got to tell the truth. Yeah, it's getting kind of dark. Things oh. are going sideways. And it gets really bad now. This is uh, this is absolutely the worst part of the whole book, saying something. After school, Mrs. Bacon turns up to collect Sandy and take her down the, down the station. Um, she because of her, she says the police say there was foul play. Yeah, and that they have a suspect. And Sandy kind of wonders if her parents have been pushing the police to find a reason or something, or that, it, that it couldn't just be something went wrong. There has to be like a reason why. Yeah, and that's there has true. to be a brown person to blame, yeah. basically. And that is, and that is true. They they did ask the police to yeah, investigate. So she knows it, yeah. that. Uh, um, you know, they, they just love finding scapegoats, basically. And she's horrified. And the police tell them they've talked to Manuel and he says that he's a friend of Sandy. And Mrs. Bacon is like, what? My daughter doesn't associate with that sort of person. And if the, the, the policeman is like, what sort of person, Mrs. Bacon? I know, it's like, if the cops think you're yeah. racist, you know it's bad. <laughs> Even the officers are like, shit, man, this bitch is racist. <laughs> If she's bad, yeah. Sandy is is appalling because she says he must be lying. Oh my god, he's not a friend it's of mine. So bad. And then they actually bring Manuel into the room where they all are. He's heard everything, and who's yeah, he's heard everything up to this point. And like she looks him in the eye because your man is like, "Do you know this young man, the cop?" And Sandy's like, "Nope, I've never seen him before in my life." 
Ooh. You are the worst. He should not forgive it's her for this. It's so bad. He absolutely not forgive it's, her for this. She it's does, actually by the shocking way. that yeah. she does that. Like, it is terrible. Yeah, considering what's at stake as well. They're going to like fucking put him in jail but for also, like an really imaginary crime. It's really stupid because so many people could prove that's not true. I know, yeah. And uh, yeah, was, the whole school knows like. Yeah, and also Sergeant James says, the amount of Irish names actually the cops this time. <laughs> Sergeant James says, they're going to get Liz in to confirm this. Like, Liz isn't going to fucking confirm that. Like... <laughs> She's got to tell the truth. She has to be involved somehow. Yes, true. <laughs> but you think Sandy might think, oh shit, Liz Wakefield's not going to let Yeah, like how lie How did she think this was going to shake out? Um, she, I guess she does immediately start crying and go, okay, no, look, he is actually my boyfriend. Yeah, because he is just like, Manuel is just, Sandy, how could you? Yeah. And Mrs. Baker's like, oh, this boy's putting pressure on her. Oh. And... Um, uh, she finally, Miss Sandy stands up to her and says how amazing Manuel is and how uh, she was a coward not to tell her parents sooner. Yes, not as coward as supposed to do what she just did because that's really <laughs> terrible. Um, somehow Liz has turned up at this stage. Yeah, that's it. It's like in her agitation, she didn't notice that the office door had opened and Elizabeth Wakefield had slipped inside. It's like, well, it's not like it's a police station where you can just, oh, no, wait. <laughs> Who <laughs> even knows? Are Wakefield... <laughs> No, is not bound by the normal rules of man. <laughs> she can just go wherever the fuck she pleases. <laughs> it's true. Oh, so, so um, yeah, Liz confirms, uh, confirms all this. And Mr. Bacon asks Manuel, why did, uh, you know, why did you let things go this far? And Manuel says, well, oh, like, why didn't you take credit for saving? Yeah. And he says, well, it's because I love her and I respected her wishes. And he does, uh, he does say, thank God, that he wouldn't have let himself go down for the crime. Yeah. But he says that's just because it would destroy his parents. Oh. Because they love him. And then there's a bit that Mr. Bacon apologises. And you know that in the episode of The Simpsons with John, Wa- where John Waters <laughs> yeah. is the guest and says at the end something like, uh, you know, Homer, I gained your trust and all I had to do was save your life. Yeah. Now, if every oh gay God. man in America could do the same, <laughs> we'd be all fine. <laughs> it's basically that. It is that. Yeah, because he shakes Manuel's hand and he's like, oh, you know, you're welcome in my house anytime. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he saved your daughter's life. That's like. a took. And Mrs. Bacon is, oh, Mrs. Bacon looked miserable and confused as if she didn't know what to do or say first. I feel I ought to thank you too. Yeah, she no said shit. Uncertainly. Oh my God. Dragged your daughter out of a burning, exploding boat. Oh my God. Um, And then the cops are... The cops are all like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, they all just have a big laugh about it. It's like, yeah. well, isn't that grand now? It's all sorted out. <laughs> well, said Sergeant James said, this is probably the nicest relu- resolution to suspected foul play we've seen around this station. Well, as in somebody hasn't been beaten to death or something in Excel. Wouldn't you agree, oh Officer Officer Patterson? Richard Patterson laughed. I think you're right, he agreed cheerfully. And I don't know about anyone else here, but I'm just about ready to call it a day. Oh, for fuck. Oh, bet you are. Say, Probably about say. like two o'clock in the afternoon. I guess wasting police time is just not a big deal. <laughs> no, or also uh, arresting people um, under false yeah, circumstances. Imaginary crimes. Mm. And uh, yeah, we're nearly charged into some man. And Mr. Bacon invites Manuel to be Sandy's guest at the country club dance. Yeah, I still don't think the country club's going to let him in, though. <laughs> no way. And uh, I can't imagine it would be much fun. Nope. Um, and he's all like, yes, if you come to the Mexican family as my or me- festival as oh, my the festival. family's guest. Yeah. Mr. Bacon is like, you've got yourself a deal. As I say, Manuel's poor family do not deserve this. Oh, my God, they absolutely do not. Like, they Fuck. won't have a good time at this festival. Let them enjoy their festival. Like. This pair turning oh, up. Oh, God. Ugh. So, uh, cut to um, cut to Miller's Point. Yeah. Where the lovebirds 
Oh, like he should dump her. Oh my God, he totally should. Especially she's like, let's never have another misunderstanding. What, like you denying you knew him so he could, after he'd been arrested for after he'd <laughs> saved your life? Was that a misunderstanding? That was you being a fucking bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> a weight is off her shoulders. I'll bet it is. Yeah. No sense oh, of responsibility. God, he is too good for her. Yes. Hurrah! And God help Manuel at the country club, as my notes say. <laughs> That's it. That's it for them. But cut to the Casadel Wakefield. Oh, yes. <laughs> where Jess, Amy and Cara are finishing decorating the gap mm-hmm. for Lila's party. And like somebody suggests, how are, how are we going to get her there? And then, I don't think this, they really tell this very well, because Jess reveals what her plan is. And they could have just shown the plan. You know, oh, yeah. They could have shown it happening. Yeah. So the plan is that Amy and Cara will go to Lila and say they want to help her get revenge on Jess. A plan which she will obviously like. Of course. She's all about the drama yeah. and the revenge. And they're going to take her over to the uh, Wakefield house in Calico Drive to force Jess to apologise. And um, so they go off together. Meanwhile, the place is all decked out with, uh, with Lila's favourite snacks, including her favourite ice cream. Million dollar mocha. Fucking hell. <laughs> what is that? She's so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. Of course it works. And Lila's dragged some kicking and screaming to the house. It's a yeah. great bit because the door is uh, is already open when they get there. And she's like, Jessica's probably got a bomb set off to go, <laughs> set to go off as soon as I walk in. That's surprise! Yay. And Lila's horrified. She's not dressed in her trademark Oh style. yeah, she's like, I'm not even dressed up. I look like a total jerk. <laughs> if only she were, we were denied a Lila party outfit. Oh man. But she feels like the yeah. luckiest person in the world, which is a bit sappy for Lila, I thought. It is a bit actually, yeah. But she's, I guess she's just really happy that her friends do actually like her yeah. and did throw her a party. <laughs> Jessica is delighted with herself. Yeah. As usual. A successful scheme. Yes. And no lessons learned by anyone. No. And Enid has to leave the party early because she's getting ready for Nana arriving next week. It's very quick. Mm. Like, within the space of like a week. Yeah, they really didn't hang around there, did they? No. It went from Edith suggesting it to her it's mother <laughs> to like yeah. Nana's soldier house mm-hmm. and is moving across country and they've decided she's going to move into Enid's room so they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And Enid offers to help her, or sorry Liz offers to help you know get things set up for her. Yeah Enid's going to move up into the attic so mm. she's got a lot of yeah organising to do. And we're told that family is important to Enid because her parents are divorced and Liz is delighted for her. And on that exciting bombshell, oh, hell, like. <laughs> the story ends. Is that the least exciting ending ever? I, I think, think it is. Because even the tagline that reads the out is just like, does Enid realise how much her life will change when her grandmother moves in? Find out in Sweet Valley High 43, hard choices. And it's uh, like, this is not a cliffhanger. No. I don't care about this. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the most boring character oh, God. to have to deal with her grandma moving in. Yeah. And oh, her well. grandma is a pain in the arse. Oh, she's the worst. She really is. So uh, that was Caught in the Middle. middle. Yeah. It was dramatic. (laughs) I love that the boat exploded twice. That is just so satisfying. So extra. Stupid. (laughs) Because once would be dramatic. Yeah. Twice. Very dramatic. So good. Oh my goodness. Uh, So uh, after all that drama mm. and explosions, do you have any (laughs) stats and outfits? Um, Yes. Okay. You're not going to be happy. (laughs) The blondness only gets two mentions. (gasps) And the blue green eyes only gets one mention. What? I know. That is an all time low, I think. Isn't it? I think it really is. And the word racist is used zero times. (laughs) Zero. How many times is bigot used? Oh, I didn't actually count that one. 
But basically, yeah, every time they should have said racist, they just <laughs> said bigot or like not open minded, <laughs> racially charged. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, freeze. There weren't really any outfits then either. But uh, when Sandy is recovering from the double explosion, <gasps> she's wearing a pretty ruffled nightgown Ooh, sitting up in her pretty, bed. Very so. fancy. Yeah. Well, that's muchos gracias, as uh, nobody in Sweet Valley <laughs> would <Danada>. ever say. <laughs> uh, so that was Caught in the Middle, and uh, we would like to thank you for listening. Mm. And remember, if you have any thoughts on it, um, if you have any thoughts on the Sweet Valley social dynamic, <laughs> um, on... Uh, on the surprising lack of a Mexican community. In <laughs> Suspicious three- lack of Mexican community. <laughs> Who've just popped out for this and they'll be gone for the next yeah. <laughs> Until uh, Rosa's Lie. Because every, all, pretty much every person of colour in Sweet Body only gets to start a book if the book is about racism. If it's about race, yeah. And the mm. fact that they're not white. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Rose, Rosa's Lie is coming up where oh. somebody pretends they're not their family isn't Mexican. Okay. Even though it is. Um, yeah, she's the only other one. Oh man, that's great. She hasn't even moved down yet. That is so depressing. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you have thoughts on this or anything else and uh, do you know where to get in contact with us, we are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And actually, I just want to say thanks to Jennifer Club who emailed us. I don't know if you saw this one. It was explaining where Elizabeth gets her clothes. Because you know, yes! you're always wondering about this fucking Victorian bullshit oh my God, that yeah. she wears. So there was a shop called, I don't know, was it Gun Sacks or Gunny Sacks? It's like G-U-N-N-E, Sacks. Hmm. And it was a chain store in like the <gasps> 80s and 90s in California or like across oh, America. Wow. But like on their Wikipedia page, <gasps> it was uh, Prairie Victorian and Edwardian styled designs. Oh my God. Which is like Elizabeth aesthetic perfectly <laughs> literally where she's been shopping so that's where she gets her clothes from Victoria Ghost Shop it's been solved Gun and Sacks yeah wow I know I looked it up afterwards and it was like this is exactly <laughs> it <laughs> we'll have to tweet a picture yeah. of these ensembles oh my god wow so that's that mystery solved so oh. thank you Jennifer <laughs> please keep sharing the mystery because we are always uh, you know we please point out what we get wrong yeah it's so got... exciting when there's like a solution to something we I wonder know. about <laughs> I know it's like oh there we go because this show shows us the depths of our own ignorance and <laughs> yeah. God knows we're you know we're not perfect either but we like <laughs> judging the likes of Mrs. Bacon <laughs> and Sandy and Jessica mm. and, uh, and everybody really everyone really but, you know, <laughs> but we, 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 we're aware that we are not perfect ourselves <laughs> and uh, if, oh, don't forget by the way if you do think we are perfect which would be great uh, do rate and review us wherever oh, yeah. you get your podcast. feel free to hit those five stars oh please do <laughs> spread the word tell anybody you know um, by the way I recently up- did up my C- updated my CV and I put this podcast amazing a mistake possibly <laughs> <laughs> let's find out <laughs> wait till they listen to any potential work giver listens to this episode <laughs> Um, but yes do please share the love and rate and review us and tell anybody you know who might enjoy the Sweet Valley Madness because Mm. we know there are a lot of you out there all over the world and we always love hearing from you (laughs) so yes you can tweet us at SPH Podcast yeah yeah, continue to send us emails because we love them SPHpodcast at gmail.com we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can check out the network and find out all about the many other shows at uh, HS Pod Network and This Headstuff and we know that you will be counting the days, nay, the seconds, <laughs> until you can find out what happens with Enid and her grandmother. So exciting. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> well, so we will be back to tell you what happens in two weeks when we find out what happens when Enid has to make some. 
Hard choices. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.